right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Is Not A Meeting. Hey, grab a chair, have a seat around the table, and uh, spend some time with us. We are a community talking about sobriety, recovery, and overcoming challenges every single day. We do not claim to be experts because we aren't. We are just walking this journey with you, trying to become our best selves. I am Scottage, and around the table with me today we have... Big Joe. Jimbo. And... We also have someone for you to chat with today. We've got our great friend and faithful listener and supporter of the podcast, Tim. Woo! Hi, Tim. Glad that was not very much of a. That, that, was the, that was the weakest woo I've ever heard. It was a talk My voice about cracked. Woo. It's like. It's like I, I know what you meant, Jim. Yeah, Jim, I appreciate it. Jimbo was going to say woo, but then he went through puberty on us real fast. <laughs> Uh, um, All right. I'm yeah. So for those of you who who are familiar with Tim, this is him. For those of you who only hear us say hi to him every once in a while and on the podcast and pretty much every episode, uh, this is Tim. So Tim, you are up here for uh, any particular reason that you find ourselves in the studio. Well, you know, I've been listening to you guys. I've I've listened to every ep- episode, and it really. Really, has been great, uh, and this is a special time to be able to that you guys invite me in to to join in on this particular one. We're up here visiting family, friends. We try to do this a few times a year. My wife and I and a dog. Um, we <laughs> the live dog. In, we live in Florida these days, so it's it's hard sometimes. But uh, you know, we get up here, try to hit all the bases we can, and and uh, this has been a whirlwind. This one. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Because you're. You're the uh, centerpiece, the pillar of our Florida listenership. Oh, okay, good. You are. <laughs> glad, glad to take that post. <laughs> he comes up to Pittsburgh in the beginning of May thinking it's going to be nice. It's been in the 40s and 50s his entire trip, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been I think Yeah, it's no early. comment. I yeah. think you posted that on Facebook, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> weather pretty much sucks. Yeah. Well, hey, and speaking of the weather sucking, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened with your day today and, uh, and the grass? Well, I was going to try all day. I needed to get my grass cut before tomorrow. We're having a party at the house. And of course <laughs> you're explaining done. this as if it's a really serious thing. Oh, it was very serious because yeah, uh, all I wanted to do is cut my grass today. I haven't cut it yet this year. Anyways, I get home. I'm getting ready to cut my grass. And there's a flat tire on the tractor because I haven't got it out yet. Well, I get it pulled up to my garage to get the tire aired up, get the air compressor out. I forgot that the electric went out because of the storms we've been having. So I can't air up the tire. (laughs) So now it starts to drizzle on me. I have all the signs in the world not to cut the damn grass that it's not supposed to be done. But no, I'm going to get it cut. So an old trick I learned back in the day, I got out a can of starting fluid and a lighter, and I filled the tire up with it, and I lit it. And sure enough, blows it back on the rim, but the tire's on fire now. <laughs> so I get it put out, and I get a couple cans of fix How'd you put the it. tire out? I started kicking it, and it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> it should have worked a lot better than what it did. See, but back it, when you had a vice, you would have just lit up a cigarette and looked at it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, screw it. I got enough air in it. I'm going to go cut the grass. Well, I didn't make it 10 feet and the thing's off the rim. And I'm like, I'm cutting the grass. <laughs> it's pouring down rain on me at this point. <laughs> and I get, a couple pa- I get a couple passes in, you know? And I'm just so pissed off at this point. I just can't figure out why I'm not supposed to cut the grass. And then 
here comes a guy I know down the road, and he stops, and he's in the meetings. And I, he goes, what you doing there, buddy? <laughs> I was like, all I want to do is cut my grass. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe. I said, well, you headed to the meeting. And he said, yep, sure am. And I said, he said, maybe you should think about coming. <laughs> I said, it'd probably be a good idea, but I'm cutting my damn grass with a flat tire it. and all. <laughs> I love it. So could he see that the tire wasn't on? Oh yeah, he said I had a drag car. Is what he said. I had a drag tractor with the little tires in the front. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to buy a new tractor tire for that. <laughs> you think you might need a rim? I don't know. No, the ground's pretty soft. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, hey, did we get any any feedback on the surveys for uh, first cars? Yeah, we had a couple first cars on there. I had two of them. Um, <laughs> As always, <laughs> my mom is very similar to Joey. Where it asked for the first car she gave to again. I'm like, yeah. I guess the word first is just omitted. <laughs> what is your favorite? Well, let me give you two. And one of your buddies did too, didn't? didn't yeah, Matty Boy. I missed that survey. So, okay, so tell us now what was your first car? 63 Saab station wagon. A Saab. Four on the tree and a three cylinder, two stroke motor. Every time I went to the gas station, I had to pour a quart of two-stroke oil in the gas tank. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was, it, was, it was cool. wish I had it now. Three-cylinder. Three-cylinder. It, it sounded like a... I mean, it made like a dirt bike. Sound. It had three carburetors, too. <laughs> got, got about 10 miles of the gallon. But who cared back in 1974? <laughs> right, 70, 74 cents yeah, a gallon. Yeah, gas wasn't $3 a no. gallon, was it? No, no. I'm... Today, we're we're going to be talking about family. How does family deal with that person who's got the challenge going on, Who who's choosing? We, we can have the debate if it's a choice or not, <laughs> but <laughs> making specific actions that are self-destructive. I mean- and Sitting back and watching it happen. How do, how do you do it? How do you, I mean, what do you, what do you do? I mean, have, have, um, have either of you guys witnessed that even in the, even in the meetings or whatever, where you see somebody new come in, or you've got a friend who's, who you're like, you know, you've been to a certain point to the, through the program, you're, you're pretty much where you're, where you want to be, or, you know, at least you aren't dealing with the old junk anymore. And, but you're watching somebody else that's self-destructing right in front of you. How do you, how do you do that type of stuff where you've got somebody that you love making those types of dis- of decisions? I remember when Joey first came to me and asked for help, we dove in pretty head first to try to work the program to obviously keep him sober. And then like slowly he weaned away from the program for a small little bit where he wasn't going to nearly as many meetings. And I used to go into the meetings and bitch and moan about people. So why won't Joey get this? Why doesn't he come to as many meetings as me? And say, it's not up to me. You can't keep him sober. And like, if I had to be told that I don't know how many hundreds of times. And even most recently working with other alcoholics, the biggest struggle is you want it more than they do sometimes. And it's painful because as hard as I try, I can't make another human being not want to drink or not want to use. I can try my hardest, but if they're willing to put in the work and go to any length, the results obviously are a lot better off. But I just remember so many vivid memories of anybody have a topic, and the first thing I'd be like, I'm trying to help this guy, and he doesn't seem to want it. And they're like, <laughs> they turn right to the page like, oh, and it was like, uh, I can't force anybody to get this. It's all up onto them, and it's a tough situation, especially to see the ones that you love, that you want to see get it so bad. And if they're not willing to go at that point any length, unfortunately, that's where it gets tough, where I now know I can take that step back. And 
I can pray for them and hope that they are ready. And when they do ask for that help, be willing at that point. I can't be one of those hold a culture when they do come running and ask for the help. I can't be like, oh, sorry, you screwed me over three months in a row. I don't want to help you anymore. I always have to be willing to help somebody that's still wanting to go to any length to keep their sobriety. I mean, really what you want to do is pick up a two by four and smack them over the head with it. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> you we, we've had a couple moments. <laughs> But, uh, you know, as a parent, um, I can add that it's the hardest thing that I've ever done mm-hmm. is to witness your kids. You know, I had two stepkids and my, two of my own kids, and we brought them together at a time in life when they were all early in their teens. And it was hard. It was not the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a challenge. I mean, you don't know what it's like having four teenage drivers with four licensed vehicles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, not to get off subject, but it, um, but it was very hard. Um, I had trouble um, with one of my daughters, and uh, and and at the same time, uh, we're still trying to mold and blend our family. And Joey was having his issues, you know, as a kid, as a teenager, and um, it was really tough trying to decide what to do. Where do you step in? Where don't you? Always, you're thinking about it. Be as supportive as you can. I, right when, when my daughter started with her problems, I immediately, after I got out of the shock that she, I didn't even know she had a problem, um, you know, I, I made a no alcohol policy in the house. That didn't go over big with Joe. No, I'll never forget that day. <laughs> but, and I have apologized for that day. Well, yeah, I mean, and that, but, yeah. but you were you were still a kid, you know, and and uh, I didn't I didn't realize you know, why she she went in deep and she recognized she had a problem and that's what saved her and we got good treatment and and good support system just like what joey did when he recognized he had a problem he went after it you know full bore you know it's so true i've been so through so many of the meetings where the parents support groups and so especially for underage uh you know teenagers and things like that and you know you know they really do hit home about it's almost that death jail or recovery it hits home hard. They they, hmm. they bear down on that. And, you know, as a parent, you're sitting there going, oh, my God. But then you see some of these other families that have been at it for a while, and they're in, in after many relapses, and they've actually had to throw their kids out of the house. And it's like, boy, I could never get to that, I don't think. You know? Oh, I probably should right. have been thrown out of the house multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know. It was just, it was tough. It was a tough time for everybody. Sure. You know, so. Well, um, since you brought that up, I mean, how, how many years it, w- it was in, in your house while you were the parent, while your kids were there for how many years? Like, right, right. Well, and, well I first found out about my daughter. She was uh, a senior in high school. And, um, you know, and Joey's a couple years older than her, a few years older than her. And, um, you know, Joey, had, you know, that we, we were party central and we always try to give the kids a little extra room too, because they've all been through certain things, you know, and you, sure. you, you, you gotta be really careful how you try to balance what, how much room you give them. Yeah. Joe, um, you know, he was a teenager before her and they were going through the typical stuff and drinking beer and, you know, you suspect, uh, you just keep your fingers crossed is try to try to <laughs> give them good advice, but you know. I was a teenager too, doing doing a lot of that same stuff. So it just it came into my. That's when it really hit home. Is when she called me one day and and said, you know, I got a problem, Dad. Hmm. So, you know what? <laughs> did you wreck the car? <laughs> you know? uh, did you quit your job? You know what? What was it? But yeah, it was tough. 
Wow. I, I didn't come till a couple years later. Yeah. When I finally. Right. Yeah. A couple years afterwards. And, uh, you know, it made us all so much stronger. I mean, if the, the good thing is today, you know, I just have, I think I have a really great relationship with each one of the kids in their own way. Right. So it's, uh, but boy, it was, uh, there were some dark days for sure. Yeah. Well, you do have, have great relationships with your kids from what I've seen. That's the hardest part about this. It's a unique disease in its way where each condition is completely different, where mm-hmm. there's not, you can't just turn to a book and read page 23 through 38 and have an answer and know how to go out there and handle the situation. Each one's going to be completely different. Like, and unfortunately, we've seen it all too often where they're having to throw them out of the house one minute, or I hear in meetings all the time, I had to call the cops on my daughter and have her arrested. And like you said, you don't think you could ever get to that point, but there's people out there that have to make that phone call. Unfortunately, as crazy as this disease goes, and it goes in many different ways, there isn't a clear-cut solution. Right. And it's sort of just like Joey and I's recovery. We go to the meetings to stay sober. There's a lot of other ways to get sober out there. We don't have a monopoly on it by any means. And it's that's what's so difficult because people in Tim's situation, a new blended family, all of a sudden there's curveball after curveball. I'm sure you were wishing there was just a book you could turn to and be like, how do I handle this? But yeah. this, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> the no staples book. button. No book at all. Yeah. <laughs> no Leonard, easy button. <laughs> we, Leonard and I, we hadn't ever done this before. Exactly. <laughs> That's Every one of those things where it's just like, wow. experience for sure. Well, and I mean, Joey has shared that, that he had 14 years of, of, this, of this struggle that, mm-hmm. that, you, that you were struggling with. You were around for, I mean, you weren't obviously the only one that was impacted by his life. There were plenty of, there were other family members that were, that were impacted as well, but you're the one at the table right now. So, (laughs) Yeah, it's just my side of the story. (laughs) But I I think one of the fears is even as I, you know, I have a daughter, you know, and she's, she's uh, going on 11. One of the things that I always think through is like, okay, you know, we've got three different kind of options in my mind of going, okay, here's, here's how things could go really bad in whatever's going on, you know, cause you just try to keep your eyes open and you try to say, okay, let me, let me be aware of what's going on. You've got an enabling behavior where you could come in and, and end up just enabling the whole situation. You've got, you know, where, where you're going to control things so much that you're actually going to force that behavior <laughs> because you're just streams rebel. Huh? Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. Right. right. Which so you, is something I feel that you guys never did to us. I mean, there, well, I mean, we had rules that we had to follow. We weren't allowed to drink in the house. I mean, none of that stuff was allowed to fly at our house, but there wasn't, I mean, you guys didn't push it. We, we, we tried not, you know, in hindsight, maybe we could have taken a little different stance on some things. I don't know. You know, Again, when I came into Joe's life, you know, he'd been through a lot. Right. I think you were 14 or something. Yeah. So you're trying to balance that along with this looks like what's going to be a problem coming down the road. And and even if I back up and I think about my daughter, there were signs. I mean, I found beer cans under her seat in her car, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm thinking, well, that's teenage kid stuff, you know. We've all done it. <laughs> but... So it was probably went on on that timeline. Probably was going on for a couple of years before it really hit me upside the head and said, "Right, you got a problem here." So what was like? What's your thought process going through that? We have people that listen be- because of people that are in their lives, and we have people who listen because this is a part of their life. Right. And, and what's your thought process whenever you're watching somebody that's that's going down this path? I mean, what are like the questions that you're asking yourself or, or you're talking with, with uh, your wife about or like what, what are those discussions? In uh, my daughter's case, it was 
we got professional help right off the bat from subject matter type experts. We reached out proactively and had her evaluated and, and started to go through some of the outpatient type groups, working together, getting together, you know, uh, with other families and kids and just trying to go at it full bore. I mean, not, you know, if you see the problem and, you, and it's all and it's been identified, then we got to do something about it. Right. Were you, you know? trying to help her to get to the core of what the, yeah, of what was causing there? To- yeah, I think, you know, I don't, I think we were just trying to, um, trying to help her, um, yeah, we were trying to understand what was causing her to get there, but at the same time, try to, to you know, show her what the life's a beautiful thing and all these things that you want, <laughs> you just want them to, to, uh, you know, experience and appreciate puppies and rainbows Absolutely. and unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jimbo has this puppies and unicorns yeah. thing that goes on. Yeah, I mean that's you're trying to throw this positive but, stuff out. And, whatever, and whatever she's a teenager, right? Them, you know, yeah, yeah, she was a teenager. Yeah, so you're trying to get a teenager to believe that life is a cheery place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Good luck it, with that. It's really, really. I don't know it worked. I, 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 I did though. Is uh, you were never a big drinker, but you. You stopped. I mean, you haven't I had a, you haven't had a drink in. No, I haven't had a drink in uh, just over ten years. Wow. Right. Yeah, I stopped. When I stopped, I stopped. It was like. So you did it as just kind of as just to be as an example, support. or yeah, set an example. Um, it's not be, neat, you know. It's... If if you know, my thought was if if these guys get themselves in a situation, and somehow it pops in the back of their mind, hey. You know, the old man is is staying sober for us be, because it hmm. and for himself um, to show that it can be done. Maybe that'll help. In my mind, it's always helped. Um, at least selfishly, it helps me. You know, kind of put it in perspective that I was trying to do everything I could. I could right. never understand how somebody with a kid with a problem can sit there drinking in front of them. Right. But tell them not right. to. So. You go, you, you go uh, to the, I've been there too. You going uh, to the meeting tonight? <laughs> yep. All right, grab me a beer before you leave. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, I could never get well, that. I sat in the seat the one time, and Bryce, we were keeping Bryce off of sugar, and I'm sitting there eating a Kit Kat, and he's like, oh, real nice, Joe. And I was like, okay, here. <laughs> it gave him half no. of it. <laughs> oh. Joe, you're supposed to say okay and pitch it out the window or something. <laughs> you're supposed to say okay, have half. That's what Tim was trying not to do. Right. A short example. Tim has right. set a lot of good examples in my life. That's one that he set. I did not follow. I mean, as a parent, you just, you really don't know. I mean, I've read a lot and listened to experts and went to meetings and tried to get my head around this. Right. It was so helpful. I mean, and it was so helpful. I really didn't get involved with Alan on a lot, but I did get involved with the meetings, the weekly, or I can't remember, a couple times a week we would meet with some of the groups and the sessions with other kids and their parents, and just knowing there's other parents out there, because you feel like it's just me, you know, right. what, it's just our family, it's just our kid, but when you get out there, it's like, wow, you know, there's a lot of people, and it's great to share share those feelings and such. Did that make it easier for you to talk about? No, it, no one? It, it did. It did, and it got easier. It got easier for me to talk about over the years too. Right. You know, it's not something you go out and and plus you you know you protect their own privacy and things. like oh, that. Oh, sure, sure. But, um, yeah, your daughter's going to be okay with being sure. mentioned. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean she's very. Wait, we're active. ten minutes in. Let's ask the. <laughs> no, no, she, she's good. No, she's uh, she's very active. 
today in NA, um, very active in the, the local groups here in Pittsburgh, as she has been around the uh, other parts of the country where she's lived. And she's uh, February, I think she just celebrated either nine or ten years. Oh, that's Wait, awesome. So. And she was an example for me whenever I first got into the rooms. I, I reached out to her. Tim, when when you were trying to figure all this out, did you and Lynn, did you guys ever disagree on on the best way forward and because i'm sure you know i mean we my wife and i we we have trouble figuring out the best way forward on pancakes for breakfast or not you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so something that's this deep and this hard and and this challenging i would think how do you find did you just try to find compromise we, we tried to find some common ground but there there was a lot of we did we didn't agree we we it was about a 50 50 on what we agreed upon Okay. You know, we were both with the same goal, with the same focus. We want to see our kids get healthy. We right. want to see them get past this and recover. Um, but, you know, honestly, we, you know, I saw it work. I have, you know, in my family's uh, other instances of folks that were alcoholics, and I've seen it work for them. The, the program in this, and I know this isn't a meeting, but I've seen it <laughs> work. And, uh, and you know, Lynn's take always always was agreeable with that, but she also was, you know, that's not for everybody. And I'm sure she's probably right. I just knew what I saw work. Yeah. So that was where some of the pushback back and forth would come in the discussions we would have. But we stayed focused on the common goal. Was let's. Were you seeing it as something that? I mean, obviously, once the kids made a choice to say the meetings are the place I want to go do this. Then I think both of you f- would would just follow and support with that. Absolutely, we just yeah. you know don't try not to take Jim's Jim's tagline. Could you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't. Sorry, Jim. That's five cents. Yeah, yeah. Patent. You warned me too. <laughs> um, when you get that notion that your kid wants to get healthy, when they finally hit that point where they said, "I got to get healthy." Allie's case, she knew it. She was a senior in high school, and she knew she was going down a really bad road. She called me. In Joe's case, he had a DUI that went bad, and he said, that's enough. You know, after many other instances that... Hundreds hundreds of them. Right. (laughs) That's that event. And when your kid has that event, you just are so thankful. Right. Because that means they know they have to at this point. Because what I was coached to was... Until somebody really recognizes they have a problem, they're, they're not going to probably take it seriously. Which is hard for a lot of people to understand. Well, especially like, as a parent, I would think that'd be hard, like, is to watch your kids making those right? choices. And one thing that, um, coming from my perspective, is we never got ultimatums. Like, either you quit, you quit drinking now, or you're not getting back into our house, or whatever it is. We're cutting you off financially, or... We never. I never had those ultimatums, which I think if I would have had those, it would have drove me away. You know what I mean? Which right. Was, which was really cool, and I really felt like I never got in trouble. You know, not that I didn't get in trouble, but I wasn't punished to the point of or shamed. You know, like I still felt a part of the family, even though everything was going on, which was pretty awesome. And what Tim just said basically recaps. Everything we hear all the time in the rooms is you can't tell your daughter what her rock bottom is. You can't tell your stepson what his rock bottom is. 
But when they do find it and then they do reach out that hand for help, we always talk about it on here, that reaching out for the help. It's That's like the biggest aha moment because just like I get upset when you're not going to enough meetings, whatever the case may be, I can't force that upon anybody just like I can't force anybody's rock bottom. And that's where we're the lucky ones at the same time where, as we know, many people don't find that rock bottom or you hear people that have been into 19 rehabs in less than six years and you just always wonder like, what's it going to take? Thankfully for your family, they realized it and recognized it and had that great support system ready to go so that when they did ask for help, it was there for them. Well, and that and that's, you know, that's a big part of it because Joe's case more so, he recognized, finally said, I recognize the problem. I'm done with this stuff. Allie probably relapsed, you know, three, four times before, but she had already admitted it and she already knew it. And she, she had to go back a few times back and forth before she, it finally... But she click. got on the right, finally clicked, but she knew it. That That is an aha moment. I mean, that's the best way to explain it is when your kid says, I'm going to get better, it makes you feel. I mean, it's like taking the, the huge weight off your shoulders. We can work with you now. We don't have to worry you know, so much anymore. We can work with you. <laughs> you know, it's when you don't realize it, you think everything's fine, you know. So it's what hard. were those things like when you're watching them make those decisions? I mean, it was it was over the course of years. It's not even like you have to just watch this once or twice. I mean, you're you're trying to put some sort of structure into your house. Punishment's not really going to do it. What kind of steps did you take just to try and just to try and say, "Hey, we love you, but this this isn't good for you, or right, this right. this shouldn't happen here necessarily, or does that just say, okay, go do it somewhere else, or well, what, how do you how do you handle that? Again, we try to limit anything that would come into the house. Um, anybody, we started trying to really pay attention to people that were coming to the house. You know, I remember in the case, I had Allie's cell phone, and I saw there was all these, well, when she was getting some treatment, I was getting all these crazy calls and texts from these people that I'm like... And I'm texting him back, don't ever mess with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll kill you. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just this whole myriad of different things and ideas. I mean, and even for ourselves, I mean, you guys have talked about it. I like riding bikes. I would go out for a motorcycle ride for three hours and just try to completely lose myself in that and forget about it right. so i could recharge it's freeing isn't it it, it frees you and yeah it, uh, things just things you do for yourself things you try to rules you try to make like what joey said joey wasn't wired that way if we would have tried to force something down joey's throat i was gone we probably wouldn't have been we wouldn't be sitting there we right. said joey right. needs a room he's gonna realize it it's gonna you know and it and he did he's a smart guy it, he came around and and figured it out. I mean, right. I tried. I tried quitting drinking for a good two, three years before I found the rooms. I'd get three months in and be like, "Oh, I'm not an alcoholic." And then next thing you know, two days later, I'm hammered, laying in my basement on the floor. Uh, but say, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I can drink like normal people. Yeah, I'm puking in the toilet the next day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not that I I didn't come in and out of the rooms per se, but I tried. I I admitted I was an alcoholic. I was proud of it. I'd sit at the bar and say, I am an alcoholic. Give me two shots and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so admitted I was alcoholic. I mean, that was the last three years of my drinking. I knew it. And I was proud of it. But when I finally, all my ways, like, okay, I'm only going to drink beer, not liquor. Oh, that didn't work. I'm only going to drink liquor, not beer. Nah, that didn't work. <laughs> and, uh, right. Right. Knowing and, uh, compared to accepting it are two entirely different. <laughs> and really, 
everything happens for a reason. I'm going to go back to that. But Jim moving into the bachelor pad, I mean. <laughs> oh, we were we were so thankful for that. <laughs> I think, it's like, I, I know anybody I'm, else can go with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you move into a house full of drunks. <laughs> we drank every night. It's like, what the hell is he thinking? <laughs> Yeah. How that's up my finally when I had that moment because that DUI that second DUI, uh, he said let's get, the cop said let's get a breathalyzer. I'm like just take me for blood work, cuff me. I'm like I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Arrest me, but that didn't even stop. I mean it was me coming home from the casino working on my third one. Like not even a month later, I got followed through New Brighton for a good three or four miles. I should have had my third one. It was that night that did it. The next morning, I crawled down the steps to Jim's room. So, were there fights that happened between you guys? I mean, was well, there? Well, the one, the Joey one... would have beat me into the ground, so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't fight him. I tried to outthink him, but I couldn't fight him. Tim would never, never yelled at me. He'd walk away. I mean, the one event that sticks out in my mind: I wanted to drink margaritas by the pool. Oh, the old pool margarita. <laughs> Your own little purse of paradise. And I came out, me and my cousin, and Tim's like, and Tim never would speak up, but he's at this point, he's like, no, Joe, you're not drinking here. And I was already half kicked in the ass. I got so mad. <laughs> he that, was mad. I was mad. It was, it was an ugly scene. Yeah, that, that's But I really, did have a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and Joe said, you're going to throw me out of my own house? I said, well... Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of parted ways there and didn't yep. talk for a little bit. Yeah, that was probably one we of didn't the throw main them out. Oh, right. <laughs> I went to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> had his margaritas there. Well, you could have had them in the basement in your room. We just didn't want it out at the pool. We, we kind of, that's the other thing we did. We knew Joe was still you know, having fun drinking with his buddies and stuff. So his room, he could have his beer down there. If his buddies came over, they could have a beer and blah, blah, blah. You know, we didn't want it in the rest of the house, rest of the thing. And that was, a, and then that caveat kind of went away too, eventually. So. Right. So it's a little bit of like a small step. Yeah. Yeah. Just to say, okay, we're going to contain it at least. Trying to, trying to work with the boy a bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a problem. Let him go. <laughs> but, well, that's, um, that's great stuff. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much for being here and share, and being willing to be vulnerable and, and honest with us about that. I, uh, I know I appreciate it. I think that uh, I think the guys do too. Well, thank you guys. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, I'm I'm humbled that you'd invite me to come in and talk. So thanks a lot, and I'm glad it worked out that we were here in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm I'm excited that we they were able to do this. Perfect timing. Definitely. As far as uh, closing comments, we are sponsored by the gracious support of Big Joe's Towing and FTBA. You can find us on Facebook. We still have the group page going. We've got a few hundred in there strong at least. Go to the group page. Share with us some of the stuff that, that you've got going on. If it's somebody that it's in your life that you love, you're looking for some some insight into how to how to make your next choice. Uh, whatever it is, try to take advantage of those community efforts, whether if they're online or if they're they're in real life. Obviously, caught this uh, caught this podcast somewhere, so make sure you head back to your podcast listener and subscribe, uh, download, share, subscribe, review, whatever you can do. It all it all helps out, and we appreciate it. Anything else here, guys? Time to go clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, grace and peace, everybody. Thanks, we love Tim. You. Thanks, guys.